Hello, and welcome to the Mochi Panda Club podcast, where each week we'll talk about all things related to health, wealth, and well-being, especially in the black community. We'll be breaking generational curses and living the best and truest versions of ourselves. I'm your host, JT, and today we're going to discuss the intersection between black America and Wall Street. For decades, Wall Street has been a symbol of power, wealth, and opportunity. But what about its impact on the black community? We'll explore the historical and present-day relationship between Wall Street and black Americans, uncovering the truths and addressing the challenges. Join us as we bring light to the ways in which the financial industry has shaped and been shaped by the lives of black Americans and discuss solutions for a more equitable future. Okay, so if you're ready, let's begin. This is an outrage. I demand an investigation. You can't sell our seats. A Duke has been sitting on this exchange since it was founded. We founded this exchange. It's ours. It belongs to us. It belongs to us. I know maybe the echo was a bit much, but this scene is taken from one of my favorite movies of all time, Trading Places. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. In this clip, Mortimer Duke and his brother Randolph just lost their fortunes. They've had their entire lives. He claims ownership of not only the money he lost, but also of the very institution that generated it. He wouldn't be totally wrong in claiming ownership of something his ancestors built from the ground up, but they most surely had help. I wonder how much claim could that help make towards the same institutions? When I think of Wall Street, I imagine the bustling financial district. I imagine lower Manhattan, New York City, filled with tall skyscrapers, yellow cabs, and busy streets. I think of the New York Stock Exchange, which is the largest stock exchange in the world by market capitalization. I imagine people in suits and business attire rushing to meetings and talking on their cell phones while tourists are taking pictures and shamelessly waiting in line to rub and fondle the head, horns, and balls of the iconic charging bull statue, among other landmarks. And you should know that the best way to tell which parts are rubbed the most are the parts that are the shiniest. I also think of the significance of Wall Street in the history of the global economy and its role as the center of financial activity and innovation. Out of all the things one could possibly imagine, it would be safe to guess that slavery and black America and the black American experience would be the very last thing that you'd probably think of. Close your eyes and imagine the first things that come to mind when I say Black Wall Street. Maybe you'll think of the affluent Greenwood District in Tulsa, Oklahoma, seen as one of the most prosperous African-American communities in the United States at the time. Or maybe you'll think about the subsequent 1921 massacre in which the community was destroyed by racial violence. 300 people were murdered, 800 were injured, looting, burning down of homes and businesses with absolutely zero arrests or prosecutions. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the first Black Wall Street. The truth is, enslaved Africans played a significant role in the development and growth of the colony of New Amsterdam, later renamed New York City, in the 17th and 18th centuries. Many enslaved Africans were brought to the colony to work on the farms, plantations, and households of the wealthy Dutch colonists. They were also employed in a variety of other trades, such as carpentry, blacksmithing, and brewing, and played a key role in the colony's economy. 
Enslaved Africans in New Amsterdam and other parts of the British colonies in North America were subjected to brutal treatment and exploitation. They were treated as property rather than human beings. They were subjected to harsh working conditions, physical abuse, and were denied basic rights and freedoms. The legacy of slavery continues to have a profound impact on African Americans and on society as a whole. It's likely that even the wall on Wall Street was built by a combination of Dutch colonists and enslaved Africans. So we literally built Wall Street. The history of Wall Street can be traced back to the early 18th century when it was a wall built by the Dutch to protect their colony of New Amsterdam. The wall was later dismantled and the street that took its place became a center of trade and commerce. In 1792, a group of brokers and merchants signed the Buttonwood Agreement which established the New York Stock Exchange and set the rules for trading on that exchange. The New York Stock Exchange officially opened business on May 17, 1792, and has been in operation ever since. Over the years, Wall Street has played a significant role in the development of the global economy and has been a center of financial activity and innovation. However, it has also been the site of numerous financial crises and controversies including the Panic of 1907 and the Wall Street Crash of 1929. Despite these challenges, Wall Street remains a vital hub of the global financial system. African slaves were the first commodity traded on Wall Street in the late 17th and 18th centuries. The Dutch West India Company played a significant role in the transatlantic slave trade, and many of the early financial institutions in the United States, including the New York Stock Exchange, were involved in the financing and trade of enslaved Africans. The transatlantic slave trade was a horrific and inhumane practice that involved the forced transport of millions of Africans to the Americas, where they were bought and sold as property and subjected to brutal treatment and exploitation. The legacy of slavery continues to have a profound effect on African Americans and on society as a whole. Many banks and financial institutions, particularly in the United States and Europe, had direct links to slavery throughout the financing and trade of enslaved Africans. For example, in the United States, some of the banks that have been identified as having links to slavery include J.P. Morgan Chase, Wells Fargo, and Citigroup. In Europe, several major banks, including uh, the Barclays and Lloyds, have also been found to have links to slavery throughout their involvement in the transatlantic slave trade. Slavery played a significant role in the Industrial Revolution. In several ways, enslaved Africans were brought to the Americas to work on plantations and farms, where they produced raw materials such as cotton, sugar, tobacco, and other crops that were in high demand in Europe and were used as fuel for the Industrial Revolution. The labor of enslaved Africans was also a source of wealth for plantation owners and merchants who used their profits to invest in industrial ventures. In addition to the Industrial Revolution, slavery led to the development of new technologies and systems of production that were used to exploit the labor of enslaved Africans. For example, the cotton gin, which was invented in the late 18th century, revolutionized the production of cotton and greatly increased the demand for slave labor on cotton plantations. It is important to recognize that the Industrial Revolution was built in part on the exploitation of enslaved Africans and the profits generated by the slave trade and slave labor. A willful thing that was done, the Negro was brought here in chains, treated in very inhuman fashion. And this led to the thingification of the Negro, 
So he was not looked upon as a person. He was not looked upon as a human being with the same uh, status and worth as other human beings. And the other thing is that human beings cannot continue to do wrong without eventually uh, rationalizing that wrong. So slavery was justified morally, biologically, uh, theoretically, scientifically, everything else. And it seems to me that white America must see that no other ethnic group has been a slave on American soil. The legacy of slavery continues to have a profound impact on African Americans and on society as a whole to present day. The institution of slavery had a profound and lasting impact on the United States. It contributed to the development of the country's economy and shaped the social, political, and cultural landscape. The legacy of slavery is still felt today in the United States as countries continue to grapple with the effects of racism and discrimination. The impact of slavery on black people in the United States has been profound and lasting. Slavery and its legacy have had a significant impact on social, economic, and political status of black people in the United States. One of the most significant ways in which slavery has affected black people has been in terms of economic inequality. The wealth and resources that were taken from enslaved Africans and their descendants have contributed to the ongoing economic disparities between black and white Americans. Black people in the United States are more likely to live in poverty, have lower levels of education and income, and have less wealth than white Americans. Slavery and its legacy have also had a profound impact on the social and political status of black people in the United States. Black people have faced discrimination and racism throughout the history of the country, and this has affected their ability to fully participate in society. Black people have had to fight for their civil rights and equal treatment under the law, and the struggle continues today. The legacy of slavery is still felt. It is important to recognize and acknowledge the ways in which it has affected black people and to work towards a more just and equitable society. And now we are confronting issues that cannot be solved without costing the nation billions of dollars. Now, I think this is where we are getting our greatest resistance. They may put it on many other things, but we can't get rid of slums and poverty without it costing the nation something. Wall Street and the U.S. economy gained significant financial benefits from slavery. And it's important to understand the ways in which slavery contributed to the growth of capitalism in the United States. Here's a little overview. First off, let's start with cheap labor. Enslaved Africans provided a source of cheap labor that was essential to the growth of agriculture and industry in the United States. The labor of enslaved Africans allowed plantation owners to maximize their profits and help fuel the growth of the U.S. economy. International trade. The slave trade was a major source of revenue for U.S. traders and merchants. Northern bankers and traders financed the slave trade and profited from it, while southern plantation owners relied on international markets for their crops, which were often produced with the labor of enslaved Africans. Banking and finance. The slave trade and slavery itself were also used as collateral for loans by U.S. banks and financial institutions. Banks and insurance companies ensured the lives of enslaved Africans, creating a new market for financial products and services. Capital accumulation. 
with the exploitation of enslaved Africans, it allowed U.S. capitalists to accumulate wealth, which they reinvested into the U.S. economy. Profits from the slave trade were often reinvested in other sectors of the economy, including manufacturing and transportation, helping to fuel economic growth. Market Expansion Slavery created new markets of goods and services, including clothing, food, and housing, which contributed to the expansion of the U.S. economy. The forced labor of enslaved Africans also helped produce goods at lower costs, making them more affordable. Slavery played a significant role in the economic development of the U.S., particularly in the South, where enslaved Africans were used for labor in agriculture, industry, and mining. The profits from slavery was reinvested into the U.S. economy, including the financial sector. Northern bankers and traders invested in the slave trade and profited from it, providing loans and insurance policies to slave traders and plantation owners. Slavery was also used as collateral for loans, and enslaved Africans were considered property on financial ledgers. Slavery in Wall Street Wall Street and other financial institutions in the U.S. directly benefited from slavery through the financing of the slave trade, investment in slave-produced goods, and the use of enslaved Africans as collateral for loans. Many of the leading banks and insurance companies in the U.S. during the 18th and 19th centuries profited from the slave trade and slave labor, including J.P. Morgan Chase, Bank of America, and Aetna. Slavery played a key role in the growth of capitalism in the United States as it provided a source of cheap labor to enable capitalists to produce goods more efficiently and cheaply. The use of enslaved Africans in agriculture, industry, and mining helped to build the infrastructure of the U.S. and contributed to the growth of the Industrial Revolution. The profits from the slave trade and slavery helped to finance the growth of industry and finance in the U.S., providing the capital necessary for investment and innovation. Overall, the economic benefits of slavery for Wall Street and the U.S. economy were significant, contributing to the growth of urban centers, industry, and the accumulation of wealth among a small group of elites. Slavery also played a significant role in the development of capitalism in the U.S., allowing for the accumulation of capital and the domination of the economy by a small group of capitalists and the exploitation of work for profit, which still goes on to this day. Contemporary economics for African Americans in the U.S. are marked by a persistent racial wealth gap, which has significant impacts on African American communities. Here's an overview of the ongoing racial wealth gap and its impact. The racial wealth gap refers to the difference in wealth between different racial and ethnic groups in the U.S. African Americans having significantly lower levels of wealth than white Americans. According to a 2020 report from the Brookings Institution, the median white family had a net worth of $171,000 in 2016, while the median African-American family had a net worth of just $17,600. The wealth gap is largely the result of historic and ongoing racial discrimination, including segregation, redlining, and unequal access to education and employment opportunities. The racial wealth gap has significant impacts on African-American communities, contributing to a range of economic disparities, including lower rates of home ownership, higher levels of debt, and less access to financial resources and opportunities. 
These disparities have significant impacts on individuals and families, including lower levels of economic security, reduced access to quality health care and education, and increased vulnerability to economic shocks and crises. The racial wealth gap also contributes to broader social and political inequalities. As African Americans have less political power and influence due to their lower levels of wealth and economic resources. So how do we address this? Addressing the racial wealth gap requires a range of policy solutions, including investments in education and job training, greater access to affordable housing and home ownership opportunities, and targeted support for small businesses and entrepreneurs. Other solutions may include increasing access to affordable credit and financial services, expanding access to health care and other social services, and promoting greater racial and economic equality in the workplace and in broader society. Ultimately, addressing the racial wealth gap will require sustained efforts to address historic and ongoing racial discrimination and to create a more equitable and just society for all. So in conclusion, here are some key points that we've gone over. Wall Street was built on the labor and contributions of enslaved Africans who were exploited for their work and denied the benefits of their labor. Number two, the legacy of slavery has had a lasting impact on African-American communities, contributing to persistent racial wealth gaps and economic inequalities. Number three, the financial benefits derived from slavery have played a significant role in the growth of capitalism in the U.S., with the profits of the slave trade and slavery being reinvested into other industries and economic activities. And lastly, there is a need for greater financial literacy and advocacy for marginalized communities in order to address these ongoing economic and social inequalities and promote greater economic justice. And this is the whole reason behind me creating the Mochi Panda Club. So for my listeners, I want you to educate yourself about the history, not only of Wall Street, but also the role of slavery in building the U.S. economy. I want you to advocate for policies and programs that promote greater, greater economic justice and equity, including reparations for historical injustices and greater support for marginalized communities. Engage in financial literacy programs and activities to build your own financial knowledge and skills and to empower others in your community to do the same. Support organizations and initiatives that are working to address economic and social inequalities and to promote greater economic justice and equity for all. Wall Street was built by the hands of your ancestors. It was supported, nurtured, and expanded to become the powerhouse that it is today. The contributions, the accomplishments, the inventions, the talent created the greatness that exists in this country. It belongs to us! It belongs to us! Thank you for listening to the Mochi Panda Club. We hope that you found this episode informative and useful. If you have any feedback, comments, or questions, we would love to hear from you. You can reach us at info at mochipandaclub.com or through our Twitter and Instagram channels, both at Mochi Panda Club. 
If you enjoy our podcast, please be sure to subscribe for more episodes on all things dealing with health, wealth, and well-being. Thanks again for listening. Until next time.